Thanks for listening to the podcast from That Church Conference. Conversations, resources, and training for churches and ministries who want to learn how to better relate and engage online. With your hosts, Justin Dean and Van Baird. Hey guys, Justin Dean here. Thanks for tuning in to the official podcast for That Church Conference. Uh, This week we've got a recording from our weekly Blab show We did an interview with Tim Schrader from Willow Creek Community Church up in Chicago. He's a good friend. He's speaking at our Atlanta conference. He was there last year, uh, was one of our best speakers. He's going to be up at our uh, workshop in Chicago May 3rd as well. So plenty of opportunities to learn from him tonight. Uh, We had him on the Blab Show, and he shares his Easter social media cheat sheet, just eight great Uh, practical tips that your church can implement uh, today right now uh, to help you plan the best Easter. We got Easter coming up this week so we we just hope it's helpful for you uh, and your church. This week I was not able to make the Blab show uh, so our uh, my co-host Van and our good friend Justin Brackett uh, are the ones interviewing Tim. Justin Brackett's from Seacoast Church. He's uh, another good friend and fan of the conference and we've known him a while him and I did another blab show and we just decided to combine forces here so he'll be joining us week to week help him produce the show and co-host it with us next week we have Phil uh, Bowdle from Westridge Church here in Georgia that's going to be an awesome interview he is Mr. Practical gets right down to uh, just helping providing tips we love Phil it's going to be a really good show so that's next Wednesday uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. But now I'll turn it over to Justin Brackett and Van Baird, two good old country boys, interviewing Tim Schrader up at Willow Creek Community Church in Chicago. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in to uh, that church conference's Blab Show. Our um, We're veterans at this show now. Our second <laughs> week, second episode. Um, thank you so much for joining in. My name is Van Baird, and I'm coming from coming uh, live uh, from the big city of Ball Ground, Georgia, which nobody knows where that is, but it's north of Atlanta. <laughs> and I've I've got my buddy Justin. This is not the Justin that everybody is used to. Um, we did a buddy, bait and switch on everyone. Everyone, this is my boy Justin Brackett. Justin is with Seacoast Church, so naturally he's in Asheville, North Carolina. Naturally, it just makes sense. <laughs> I, be in the mountains of North Carolina when I'm at Seacoast. Absolutely. Oh, uh, Tell everybody real quick what you do at Seacoast. So I'm digital communications director at Seacoast. So I oversee all things digital for our 13 campuses and six major brands that we have. And so it is a busy, busy time, but I love what I get to do. And it's just everything digital from development, um, digital strategy and brand implementation on the digital side. So a lot. Um, and I'm sure they're paying you um, the right way. And, Justin Brackett and Justin Dean were doing a separate blab and I tuned in one day and I was like, man, this is, this is too good. All the information's too good. So actually um, combined forces. And so you'll see Brack on here with me. Sometimes you'll see Justin and Justin on here sometimes. Um, but the information is too good. And we all have a heart for using digital to reach people for Jesus. So that's what we're really all about. So, and uh, Tim Schrader said they've upgraded Justin's. <laughs> I would tend to agree with that. 
<laughs> I do agree with that. Hey, listen, thanks to everybody for tuning in. If this is your first Blab show, there is some housekeeping tips we want to go over. Um, we see that, uh, Dan, it's your first time on Blab. Thanks for joining. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll give you a shout out there. Welcome in, Dan. There's uh, And the functionality, if you're on, on your uh, desktop, you should be. The phone's fine, um, but most of the functionality is going to be on your desktop. So if you're watching this from there, on the bottom right-hand corner, you've got a send a message tab. And there's some functionality in the very bottom right-hand corner with a forward slash. If you click on that, there's some shortcuts um, that you can use. And if you need to ask us a question, you can go ahead and do that. We're actually going to hold off on the Q&A with Tim Trader from Willow Creek until after we interview him. And so that'll leave plenty of time at the end, usually about 20 minutes. Um, but be prepared. We, sometimes we want to bring you on the screen. So if you need to go put on your makeup and do your hair, which I obviously didn't, um, <laughs> you know, we'll bring you on later. Um, but we'll have that Q&A at the end. I do want to talk about uh, just the folks that we're going to have here. Um, all of the speakers we have lined up so far, are the same speakers that are, are going to be at our digital conferences. They're not digital in the fact that we're holding them online. Uh, we have a church conference for people, people doing digital in the church. And we have first one last year in Atlanta. And according to Clay Scroggins, the lead pastor at North Point here in Atlanta, he said, y'all scratched an itch because yeah. we got a room full of people that were looking for that community of, hey, I don't have to explain what I do in the church. And everybody in this room gets it. And I want this to continue. So um, yeah. we, have a, we have a couple of conferences, um, actually one big conference in Atlanta. Um, but before then, we have a intensive workshop in the Windy City of Chicago coming up on May 3rd at Soul City Church. And we're going to have folks like Kim Mayer is going to be there. Josh Burns is going to be there. Our guest tonight, Tim Schrader of Willow Creek, is going to be there. Um, Justin Dean, our co-founder of that church conference and formerly of Mars Hill, will be there. And I'll be there as well. And that's coming up in May 3rd in Chicago. Bracket, you're not making that trip. Not going to make that trip. Unfortunately, I will be um, at the beach in South Carolina thinking about you guys in the Windy City. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> and then, um, our big conference, um, big meaning we limit it to 150 people. Uh, we were told last year to keep it small. That's going to be in Atlanta on September 20th and 21st. It's a day and a half. It's at Atlanta Tech Village. If you haven't seen that, you need to go check that out. Um, but now we've got a host of people that are going to be there. Chris Dunnigan from New Spring, Dave Adamson from a little church called North Point. Um, Daryl Giardier um, is, I, I'm thrilled to have Daryl there. Um, he is a wealth of knowledge and can't wait for him to espouse. Carrie Kentz, formerly of Focus on the Family, will be there. Brady Shearer, who's crushing it on Snapchat right now. Phil mm -hmm. Bottle, um, Tim Trader, Justin Dean and myself will all be there. Hey, listen, and here's what's so key. If you're a ticket holder for that conference, right now, and I, Justin will drop in this link, you can go ahead and purchase the conference videos yep. for just 50 bucks. And we're going to put a link there for you to do that. When you do that, you get all the content from Chicago. You get all the content from Atlanta that you can take back and share with your church people for just an additional 50 bucks. We're going to have to charge more than the conference ticket after the conference for the videos, just so it's fair for the people that are buying tickets. Um, so a $50 value now, um, I would definitely go ahead and sign that up. When you do, we actually give you access um, to Stephen Brewster's video. He is the creative arts director um, in Nashville. He talks about leading teams, creative teams really well. Um, and so you, you definitely want to go ahead and sign up now. Um, I think, uh, Bracket, have you already bought that? 
Okay. I have. I have. Yep. Good. Super excited about taking it back to my team. Good. Well, go ahead and um, if can you drop that link in? Did you already put that out there? There yep. it is. It's up. Um, yeah. Go ahead and check that out. Tweet that out. Hey, um, one more thing before we um, bring Tim Schrader on. Um, and if you're on the desktop, on the top left, you have a share the last 30 seconds. And that will go out and you can tweet the last 30 seconds of th something you hear Tim talk about or um, Justin or I say. It goes out to all your followers. We would really appreciate you guys um, putting the word out there about this Blab mm -hmm. show. Um, but I want to I bring Tim in and I'm going to talk about him behind his back really quick. Um, he has um, just I, – I run out of stuff to say about Tim. Uh, after a while, he's worked with churches and organizations, uh, including Willow Creek, Elevation, and Hillsong. Hello, small little church there down under. He's the former co-director of the Center for Church Communication, and I love it that he is obsessed with all things social media. Uh, he's worked with some of the world's largest churches and parachurch organizations and served as an evangelist for social media with a knack for connecting people and spreading ideas that matter, which is pretty much why we have him on tonight. Can't That's wait right. for you all to hear what he's going to share. He's been a consultant and a coach, as well as a sought-after speaker and author who helped write the book on communication and social media for the church. So we are super glad to have him today. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, if you were to bump into Tim in Chicago, uh, you'd find out he's passionate uh, in helping businesses and organizations connect, engage, and build loyal followers all across all forms of social media. He's a diehard Chicagoan who can be found in any neighborhood coffee shop as long as the Wi-Fi is free. <laughs> um, like I said, he is uh, one of our speakers in Chicago um, and Atlanta. He was there last year. So if you guys mm -hmm. could help me give some praise hands um, when Tim pops on here and let him, let him feel welcome. Hey, buddy. How are you? Praise hands like crazy. <laughs> oh, they love awesome. you. Everybody loves Tim. That's right. So did you, did you see me giving you a hard time on Snapchat today? Oh, I, I don't really Snapchat that much. I know, but when you do, it's I'll check so it out. Worthy. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. You should. <laughs> you should. So now, have you guys met Justin and Tim? We have. We actually got to meet at the conference in Atlanta for the first time this past fall. So yeah, but I feel like we've known each other on social media for a very long time. I agree. Yeah. Like it was yeah. one of those things where you finally get to shake hands and say hello, and it's kind. Of, it feels more like, hey, how have you been since the last time we chatted? So, hello, I old agree. friend. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> old friend. Who are you call old? No, we're we, old. we go way back. We go way back. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, man, you have uh, been up to a lot of stuff. Bring us up to date a little bit on what you've been doing because you've been with Willow Creek for a while, but that's not the only thing you got your hands in right now. No, I, I've kind of been a perpetual contractor at Willow Creek. I've kind of been around there for a few years. Uh, I've been working on the association side of the church that runs the Global Leadership Summit and have been kind of helping uh, oversee social media for them and for their event uh, for the last few years. And then the church kind of brought me on uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, but outside of that, I've been working, uh, I just wrapped up a, a gig with a startup company in San Francisco, just kind of dabbling in a world that I had no idea uh, existed. Well, I knew it existed, but I had no idea that I had a place inside of it, basically. But uh, it was a good time. It was a good time just to kind of, uh, you know, flex my muscles and try something a little different in different context. And, uh, anything you can share? What was? Can you tell us anything about that? Uh, you know, it was interesting because it was a startup that was selling a product that didn't exist. It was called The Grid. They use artificial intelligence to build websites. Mm -hmm. And when I was in my interview with them and we were talking about, um, you know, why they thought I would be a good fit for the job, I said, I have no idea why I would be a good fit for 
helping to sell, you know, software that builds websites using AI because I know I have never done anything in technology. And they're like, well, your resume kind of goes to show us that you've really done a great job of selling something that's invisible and our product doesn't exist yet. So we kind of feel like you're the right person for the job. And so I'd never really <laughs> thought of like what we do in the church that way. And I thought it was kind of fun, yeah. but uh, it was a, it was a crazy true. experience. It was a lot of fun, met some incredible people, um, but definitely love being a part of what God's doing through the local church. And, and that's really where I feel the most at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got a pretty cool story as far as how you even got involved in that. But can you take us back, not too far, but just kind of like the first big project in the church where you kind of feel like, wow, I'm really making an impact? Mm. Uh, So I kind of started, I won't go back into my whole journey because you didn't want me to. But uh, I started when I was like 18 out of high school. Like I worked at Starbucks part time. So I kind of like suffered my way through the first, you know, probably five or six years of my career. And then I moved to Chicago. And I uh, worked at Park Community Church, which is here in downtown Chicago. And I would say like the first time I really was like, wow, like we really kind of pulled off of feet was probably, you know, when we were rebranding our church, like the church needed a new logo, a new website. And I always had opinions about those things, but this was kind of the first time I really like was in the driver's seat, kind of pushing the process forward. So it was kind of freaky, but uh, we uh, started, you know, chipping away at it. We launched our site. We started using social media because that was kind of a new thing back then. And we ended up in the Chicago Tribune um, and the article was called like God has sent you a friend request on Facebook and was all about just how our church, like many others, was kind of diving into social media, which back in 2008 was kind of a noteworthy thing. Um, And that was kind of a cool thing. So I still have that article tucked away. I used to have it framed in my office, but I don't anymore. But uh, anyway, it was really cool. It was really fun just to kind of see, man, like the stuff that we're doing here in the church, people are taking notice of it outside of the church. And that was a pretty cool thing. That is cool. Yeah. And to be so young and to have an opportunity like that so early. Yeah. But um, other opportunities came along. We mentioned that small little church down in Australia. How in the world do you get started with Hillsong? Uh, So actually, I'm not really supposed to talk about me working with them because of my contract. But it's totally cool because we're all friends here, right? (laughs) Uh, But basically. Didn't get an emoji. Totally fine. Totally fine. Uh, basically, I don't think they just want me to put it on my LinkedIn. Like that thing, that's it. But basically, um, I had loved Hillsong for years and had loved the stuff that they were doing. I'd kind of connected with some people there, um, who are in leadership of the church and work at the church and all that stuff. And I was invited separately to go speak at a church media conference in Sydney and, uh, just sort of decided to spend a couple of days at Hillsong, reached out to some people that I knew there and said, Hey, I'm going to be in town. And I had left my job at Park uh, about a year previous and was kind of freelancing and kind of working with churches of all shapes and sizes um, as a consultant, kind of helping them with communication and marketing stuff. And the company that I was working for um, actually let me go like right before that trip. And I was like, man, I don't know if I should go. Uh, but I decided to go anyway. And second day I'm in Sydney, I'm having coffee with a couple of people um, who I had known from Hillsong and they asked, you know, what are you doing right now? And I said, well, I don't really have a job to go back to. I'm kind of just going to figure out what that looks like. And they said, well, why don't you stay around and kind of help us think through some different problems and challenges that we're going through right now related to social media. And um, it was crazy. So I ended up staying down there for about three or four months and then kind of continued a relationship with them. I was back down there a second time and uh, did a lot of cool work with them. It was a lot of fun just to kind of even be a part of what God was doing down there and just kind of see uh, the church and what they're doing. And it was crazy. It was, it was a wild time. And, and since then, you know, that's kind of opened the door for me to work with a lot of other churches um, that are a little bit bigger 
Uh, and it's been a fun journey. Uh, it's been really, really cool. I've been really grateful for how God's been faithful through that. Well, you've got a lot of stories to tell. We kind of <laughs> picked your brain prior to this. Yeah. And there was a particular question that I, um, I wanted you to answer. And I thought that answer was pretty interesting. We said, if you could write one blog post that you knew a million people were guaranteed to read, mm -hmm. what would you write about and why? Mm. And do you remember your answer there? Uh, help me out a little bit. <laughs> Well, it was, it was living as a missionary in a digital yeah, world. Yeah, totally. Yes. Can you expound on that a little bit? Mm. Absolutely. Um, you know, when you think about like all the stuff that we see in our world today, like social media, the fact that we're all kind of all over the world and we're looking at, um, we're in this conversation right now and like it, just the connectivity that we have, the opportunity that we have, like all the stuff that we have at our disposal is pretty crazy and how connected we are. And someone I heard recently say like, we live in the most documented time in history. Like we know what people yeah, yeah. ate for breakfast, what they wore to the gym, you know, if they went to the gym, like, you know, <laughs> we're just kind of all yeah. like documenting everything that's happening. And, you know, like a lot of times when we kind of look at a lot of the things that are happening in our world and all these things that we have a culture and with social media, you know, a lot of times, you know, some churches are kind of like, well, where's the gospel in that? What does God have to do with this? You know? And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, we've been given such a tremendous opportunity as the church. We've never been more resourced to get the message of the gospel out there. And mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, honestly, like church marketing, that's kind of, you know, where I've lived my life for the last, you know, 15 years. Um, mm -hmm. For so long, I feel like a lot of church marketing, we've said, man, like, how can we creatively get the word out there to get people to come and see what we've got going on? Like, it's been so focused on how can we get people from out there in here and I guess like recently, um, a lot of thinking and just kind of God speaking to me, I guess, about this stuff kind of flipped the switch for me to say, no, like Jesus never said, like, go and get them to come in. He told us to go right. to them and to go to where they are. Yeah. And I think yeah. that, you know, for the church, so like, you know, marketing is important. And like, we've got to do all we can to get the word out about what we've got going on in our churches. But I think ultimately, you know, all of us have the opportunity and responsibility as believers to live our lives out in a way online that honors God in a way that will connect people to our church. And I think that the church is at its best when we're just resourcing and equipping uh, people in our congregation to go out and to share their story and to share the story of what God's doing in their lives through the works of, through the work of our church. And so I guess if I had to write that blog post, I would just say, hey, like it's on each one of us to make this happen. It's not just on the church and a couple of yeah. creative people who are really cool and gifted to like make the church shine in your community. Like it's up to each and every one of us to kind of live our lives in a really purposeful way online and for our church yeah. to kind of help lead the way in what that looks like. Love Amen. Well, oh my gosh. There you go. <laughs> so when are you going to write this thing? <laughs> I don't know. I'll write it for you guys. Yes. Do that. We'll get it posted. We'll get it posted. Yeah. And that's why we're so excited about this, you know, having you guys on and speakers, having the, the conference and the workshops is that there is that little bit of a shift that the church is finally catching up to. And that mm -hmm. social means both ways. Yep. It's a two way communication. Yep. And, you know, a periscope is great, but if you don't have something coming back at you, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, you know, you putting that megaphone out there and, and shouting more. So, yeah. you know, using the tools to get people in the church um, and get them plugged in and get, um, I'll, I'll quickly plug, um, uh, Jay Cranda at Saddleback. If y'all haven't heard a podcast that Social Media Church did this morning, it's 30 minutes. Go listen to that. The The ability that Jay has to manage the amount of small groups he has digitally and getting those people connected relationally is amazing. And um, I, hopefully we can get him on the show sometime soon. It's a really, really 
cool story, but I think that speaks to exactly what you're talking about, Tim. Mm-hmm. He's a good man. Yeah. So listen, we're going to transition a little bit because um, this Blab show, we want to continue with giving our listeners some practical insight uh, to take back to their church. And so we're going to spend about 15 minutes with you sharing some social media hacks for Easter. Um, Before we do that, I just want to remind everybody listening, hey, if you've got a question for Tim, you can go ahead and in the bottom, if you're on your desktop, bottom right-hand corner, hit that forward slash in the letter Q. And we're going to go ahead and start warehousing the questions. When we're done with Tim sharing, we're going to put your questions on the screen and and, uh, we'll end the recording and we'll have some Q&A time at the end. But if you hear something that you like, hit that share the last 30 seconds and put that out to your followers on Twitter and Facebook. That would be great. And don't forget praise hands. Um, praise hands are always good. That's just a unashamed, straight up ask, you know, for praise hands. Not for me. Don't give. No, no, stop. <laughs> Don't give them to me. Give them to Justin and give them to Tim. So, but from a practical standpoint, I've looked over these. I saw these earlier today and I got real excited because there's everybody that's listening that's doing digital in their church, whether they do social media or not, yep. just on the personal level, all this stuff is completely doable. Mm. So you want to start us out with, um, just why you decided to, to talk about this, these particular hacks and, and then you can go ahead and jump in. Sure. Well, it actually kind of ties into my current work with Willow Creek, which is interesting. Um, it came to me probably about, I don't know, over a year and a half ago now and just sort of said, we kind of feel like we're a little bit stuck when it comes to social media and we really don't know if it's where our church is at, if it's worth our investment, if it's you know, just all the questions, a lot of great questions that a lot of churches have when it comes to social media. Um, and so we were kind of talking through things and that conversation was in September or October. And mm-hmm. I said, well, Hey, a perfect time for us to kind of trial balloon and see how things go is Christmas, just because there's a lot of people that are coming to the church. There's a lot going on. It's just a natural time of momentum in the life of the church. So let's just try a couple of things out and just experiment and see how people respond. And if it seems to take off a little bit, then like, we'll just kind of keep the momentum going and see where it goes from there. And it, it took off and it was been really cool. So just kind of, you know, real quick on the background of all this, you know, Willow is huge. Um, there's a lot of people that go there. Uh, they would kind of say maybe that at that time, they didn't think that a lot of their congregation was really active on social media. And so I said, well, oh, really? you know, we'll see what's out. Yeah. You know, I just, <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I was just, I, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit when we were having that conversation. Because I was like, <laughs> you know, even if your church is like, Average age of 50. They're all on Facebook now. So, um, you know, but there's a lot of apprehension because I think a lot of churches kind of feel like powerless when it comes to, to taking something like that on or knowing kind of where to begin or where to start. And so we just started really small and really simple. And it was really cool uh, to see, you know, kind of what the response was. And I think, you know, like for any church, you know, if you're super engaged in social media right now or if you're not, I just think that you're missing out if you're not trying and experimenting and at least just kind of yeah. seeing yeah. How, how people engage. And so it being Easter week, uh, which is kind of yeah. like the Super Bowl for churches, I thought it would be kind of good for us to talk it's through true. some ways uh, that the church could leverage social media this week and really just kind of try some things out and see people respond to it. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, number one, you said get social. What do you mean? Just start posting stuff. Uh, I think, <laughs> you know, the, the social media, the, the key word is social. Uh, you got to be yeah. talking. You got to be engaging. You got to be putting stuff out there. And so, you know, I think especially with social media, one of the things that's really key is consistency. So, um, and this has been true, you know, with Willow, but also with a lot of other clients and organizations that I've worked with. Like, 
a lot of people will put a tweet or two up a week or a Facebook post or two per week and think like, Man, yeah. like we've been rocking it out. We've been killing it. And, yeah. and the truth is like, actually not so much like consistency is really key just because in all these platforms, you're competing with a sea of noise with a sea of competing information, uh, yeah. all sorts of different messages. And people are t- like a lot of people are spending a lot of time and money and energy to get their messages out on social media. So your one or two posts per week are just kind of getting lost in a huge abyss of all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. um, and I would say like, you know, if you keep consistent over time, like if you kind of figure out like, hey, this is, you know, what we feel like we want our voice to be on social media. This is the types of things that we want to talk about. Like that's a whole nother conversation, a whole nother session with somebody else that's probably more qualified than me to kind of go through all those questions. But I think once you start to get yeah. consistent with it, you'll see some incredible results. So with Willow, for example, um, you know, Instagram was one thing. Like we had like 3,000 followers when I kind of inherited the account a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And we just started posting stuff on the regular all the time, like, you know, just sort of being stuff out there. And I think today we're at like 10,700 in under a year and a half with us just being consistent with it. And the same goes, yeah, and the same goes for Facebook. It just happens. It just happens. Consistency is the key. If you build it, people will come. Consistency is key. But, um, you know, I just think consistency matters. And I think that the best way to start in social media is just to get social. Be smart about it. Be strategic. That's a whole other conversation. Y'all can have another night. But I would say, you know, use the momentum and energy that you have at Easter with a lot of people coming into the church, a lot of people who don't come to church all the time showing up to really yeah. kind of let them know, like, hey, this is the way you can connect with us. Yep. Yeah. And we can go in a ton of different ways because you're yeah. going to hit some just some hacks here. But and just pick one platform. Don't feel like totally. absolutely. You, you absolutely. have to be everywhere. You know, when we absolutely. say that, I would I keep preaching. I would love one church, one church somewhere in the country <laughs> to own Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just crush it and not be anywhere else because of the community. But yeah, so don't, don't hesitate um, to post this time uh, of the year and this season, yeah. but don't feel like you've got to do it everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then you got into uh, talking about hashtags, the hashtags. Yes. So, you know, hashtags are kind of a thing. People use them. They're everywhere. Uh, and so I think, you know, if you're going to be using social media at Easter, like put a hashtag out there, let people know like two things, one, where to find you. So let like right. on printed material, if it hasn't gone to print yet on your screens, you know, wherever there's a surface, let people know where they can find and where they can connect with you on social media, but then give them a hashtag, let them know where they can join the conversation. Um, it's really unoriginal, but a lot of churches, including Willow are saying Easter at Willow or Easter yeah. at Saddleback yeah. or just keep it yeah. simple. It doesn't have to be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Put, it, yeah. put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to get the hashtag. He gone, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't think it's catching. I don't oh, understand I why that's not catching up. That. I would. <laughs> it is interesting that just. And I think your advice is great, um, just in the sense of going back out and saying, "Hey, this is our hashtag. This is what we're mm-hmm. trying to do." Because it, it blows my mind how many organizations, even leadership and organizations, mm-hmm. they're just muscling out a hashtag that doesn't have their organization's name in it. Sometimes, right? And it's just kind of like. Awesome. What is this about? And but no one hops in and says every you know with frequency and consistency totally. to say this is what's going on here. And if yeah. you want to click on it to read more or whatever, but just is this ambiguous like yeah. ghost in the closet that maybe it comes out and maybe it doesn't. So yep, yep, you know? totally. So so get social hashtags, and then you talked about creating photo opportunities or creating photo ops. Yeah. So what do you mean? So bear with me on this one. So. 
like Willow and a lot of churches probably similar to Willow, like, like at special seasons, like Christmas or whatever, they'll like set up little areas where like families can go and get their photos taken. Cause a lot of families will go to church together at Christmas or Easter and I'll be dressed nice. And so it's kind of like a family photo op moment. And, mm-hmm. um, and so that's, you know, a lot of churches do that. So capitalize on the fact that families are together. They want to have a memory. They want to kind of capture the moment. So Willow just creates, I mean, it's, it's a massive church. So there's like probably a dozen of these like little areas all around their foyer and all throughout their building. Sure. You can get a photo taken or just around the building or whatever. But what we did was we just said, Hey, like share your photos with us, you know, on Instagram mm-hmm. and hashtag them Willow Christmas. Cause I think that's what we were using last year. And we asked for people just like, we just threw it out there. We didn't say like, submit them, put them online, whatever, but right. kind of threw it out there. And the thing that was so cool, cause this was the first year I was working with them. Like the hashtag blew up for Willow. Like it blew up Like yeah. you know, for them. It was big. And right. almost all the photos were of families together and not of the service that was happening, which was actually right. really, really cool. Like, you know, it's, it's sorry for all the creative people and all the people that made this amazing experience <laughs> happen, but like almost 90% of the photos were of the families, you know, either from the little Christmas trees or little Christmas villages we put together or just wherever around the church. And I thought that was super cool. Cause that does a couple of things. Like one, like it just kind of shows like that, that speaks volumes to the people that are in that photo's friends. So when someone right. at church, they take a photo, they hashtag it, hey, I'm at my church celebrating Easter or whatever. It just kind of communicates something pretty cool that, you know, is going to feed out to their friends on social media to say, oh, hey, like you were at that church, you go there. That's so cool. Like it just kind of does this weird thing. And I would rather see photos of people than photos of the awesome stage design that we have or the cool yeah. service that we put on. And so yeah. this Christmas, uh, we actually had a Christmas app that we put together. And it was like we did the light show thing. So everyone like downloaded it and like we had a little light show, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. But in that, we included a camera app that had our Christmas branding and then the hashtag Willow Christmas on it. So we were kind of like nice. giving it to people like, here you go. You yeah. know? It, right. And it was really right. cool. The response to that was massive. And I just think doing yeah. stuff like that is is a, a huge win. And you don't have to go crazy to make it happen. Just let people know like, hey, we'd love to see your photos. Put it out there. Yeah. And if you're going to go through the trouble of creating the photo opportunity in the building and to have a dedicated photographer that's going to upload those yes. pictures to your church's Facebook page, yes. that level of engagement is off the charts because then you have everybody coming in afterwards yep. and tagging themselves. Yep. Yep. And it just the reach is is vast, which which kind of jumps into the, your next point. And I know we're kind of circling back to the hashtag, but you said follow the hashtag and engage. Yes. So expand on that because I think a lot of churches miss this opportunity. Absolutely. So my first Willow Christmas, I think there were probably like, I don't know, 1500 photos, hashtag Willow Christmas. And every 1500 of those photos on Instagram were liked. And I commented on them as much as Instagram would allow me before they would block me for thinking I was spamming people. But I think, you know, if we go to the effort to say like, Hey, use our hashtag. And then people go to the effort of using the hashtag. Yeah. You go to the effort to acknowledge like, Hey, thanks on the church's accounts saying like, Hey, thank you so much for being yeah. here. We're glad that you're here and not just like carbon copying messages and saying the same thing to everybody. But like if a family kind of shares a little bit of a story, like, Hey, we're, we're, we're all here except our son's away at school. Like, Oh man, yep. so sad. He's not there. Like, you know, but really just kind of engage mm-hmm. and like, listen and, and, and like people get blown away by that stuff. And so if you follow yeah. the hashtag, like, pretty simple like on twitter just like it if it's a really cool photo retweet it share it with people 
on Instagram, like I already said, like, you know, follow the hashtag, like the photo, engage with it. Also, some people might not use the hashtag, but they might tag the photo at your church on Instagram. So just kind of the location. Yeah. So yeah. just check the location, yep. go through, make sure you're doing all that on Facebook, yep. you know, look at your check-ins on your page and engage yes. with those as much as you can. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, just be so proactive about welcoming people and really because and engaging with them. Because if they've gone to the trouble of, you know, using the hashtag you told them to use, you should, you know, or engage with you in any form, really, you should be engaging back with them and just letting them know that you're there. And the fact, you know, a lot of people might use the hashtag or they might use, you know, they might post something, but they might not even follow you yet on social media. So even the act of going in and engaging with the hashtag, let them know, oh, hey, I'm not following them yet. I should probably follow them back. So it's just reciprocal all, all the way around. It's just a good practice to engage on the hashtag and just listen to what people are saying. And hey, a lot of times we get feedback too, like, oh, it's too loud or the web feed's messed up or, oh, yeah. you know, you get a lot of good feedback too. So it's a good, yeah. it's a good loop not to just listen, not just to engage, but also to listen and, you know, let your team know if stuff's breaking down somewhere. Yeah. I'm thinking of good feedback. We're seeing questions come in. Thanks guys for, um, if you, if you wanted to populate where well, we can actually share it on the screen, you have to use the forward slash Q in the comment section, we're going to hold off on the actual Q and A's until Tim's done sharing all these, this great stuff on, on social media hacks for Easter. Uh, but keep them coming. Cause we do want to put them on the screen. We want to have you come on live with us if you're um, in a position to do that. Um, but um, one of the next points that you had was sharing some of your favorite posts. So what do you, what do you mean by that? So this is kind of along the lines of engagement. I think I was stretching my points to make like eight. So it was a good number, but <laughs> I think, you know, you I could have done seven and just left it biblical. Uh, you know, I, know. I, I was trying to get to 10 and then I got tired, but um, anyway, <laughs> I think, you know, okay. So you're asking people to share photos, you're engaging with them. I think one of the things that kind of invites participation is when people see other people's photos and realize, Hey, if I submit my photo, if I post something, maybe I'll end up somewhere. So on Instagram, you know, it's using the repost app. And if someone takes a really awesome photo, like resharing that, or, you know, ProPresenter has the thing built in now where you can track a hashtag and it kind of puts it on your screen. Tagboard's amazing. Uh, if you yes, want to get that out, Love you know, and yes, just, you know, it, stuff like that, just to kind of show people what other people are saying, what other people's experience looks like, and just kind of sharing that content. It, it just encourages participation. And it's a really cool thing. It's a really cool residual effect. And actually, funnily enough, um, you know, Willow, we have amazing photographers who do incredible work. But one of the most liked photos the first Christmas we all worked together was a photo that someone else took of their small group kind of all standing together, singing Silent Night together. Mm-hmm. And it was just this cool like community moment that mm-hmm. in the life of Willow is like always kind of like a, a cornerstone moment. Every Christmas service, they sing Silent Night together. And like the stage was in the background and like everything was kind of you know, like, it, it was all about the moment that was happening. And it was somebody wow. else's photo and it was the most liked photo at Christmas. So it was a pretty yeah. cool thing. It was a pretty that's cool fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, that's, you know, when you can, when, when the church starts sharing, there are people that are attending photos and it just goes a lot farther. Absolutely. Pulling people in. And that way you don't have to pay them because that was your next point. Right. You want to pay people to post about your event. No, I'm just kidding. You said, <laughs> <laughs> you said you want to create, you said you want to create some incentive. What do you mean by that? Cause you don't mean paying them. No, no. But I think, you know, 
Uh, if you've got a really captive audience at Easter, Christmas, or kind of key events throughout the year at the church, you know, obviously you want to make sure a lot of people show up just because those are the two times of the year that they show up. Yeah. So how can you kind of incentivize them to say, hey, follow us on social and we'll, you know, give you a free whatever. You'll be entered to win whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, like you don't want to make a gimmicky or like sweepstakes here or anything like that with Publishers Clearinghouse. But I think there's some cool things you can do. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of churches have really great ideas. Um, but really just kind of incentivize people to follow because at the end of the day, like you want to keep them engaged beyond Easter. You want to keep them engaged right. beyond Christmas. And I think really at the course, churches using sh- social media should really be all about how they can connect and engage with people throughout the week between Sundays and really kind of keep them engaged with what's happening in the life of your church and their faith, all those things. And so how can you kind of create some incentive to get them to follow you so you can continue to have that relationship with them beyond Easter or Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and sometimes it just takes that little push. Mm-hmm. And you know, as long as you're abiding by the Facebook yeah. guidelines for giveaways. Totally. You know, yes. Well, we know. We all know. But I will yeah. say there was a really cool, uh, I, I saw a church do this and I don't know if I've seen any churches do this for social media yet or not. But one of the ways that, that they kind of worked to get visitors information back from them, like to fill out the information card was, mm-hmm. say, hey, like if you fill out this card, if you're a first time visitor, we'll donate a dollar to this local charity as a thank you. And so it was just sort of one of those, like, if you're a decent human being, you're going to fill it out because you're going to be like, yeah, "Yeah, we want to do some good here. (laughs) Or you could be like me sometimes when you're at Walgreens and they're like, do you want to donate a dollar? And you're like, not today. But um, (laughs) like nine times out of ten, people are going to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then um, I'm trying to figure out where what you meant by this, though. You said share your service and photos online, which kind of sounds like a no brainer. But when you look at the patterns of what churches share, go in a little bit more detail there. Well, I think like a little, like, I think a lot of churches just kind of focus on getting people there. And then it's like, okay, cool. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, we were talking about a little bit earlier about, you know, if you have these photo ops, you have a photographer uploading the photos, you know, to Facebook later and asking people to go find their photo. Uh, I think what I was getting at with this post was uh, this point of saying sharing your service and photos online is like, hey, after the fact, like post your service online or if there were creative elements that were a part of your service, share that video, like let people like put it out there so people can share with their friends to be like, you won't believe what my church did this Christmas. Like, I think it was Buckhead Church at North Point. Like they're always doing crazy stuff. But there was like that one year they did like the, what was it like? uh, I don't remember. Probably a really cool opener. Yeah. It was like the iPad video with like, oh yeah, yeah. The iPad band. Viral, you know, so I just think, Uh, you know, put your stuff out there, let people share it, like take photos of your service and let put those out there because people will share those, you know, or like post, like I think at um, Christmas this year at Willow, our worship leader took a selfie every single service of him, like looking out and then like crowd behind him. And so after every service, we would just kind of jokingly post like, Hey, if you were here, tag yourself or share it with your friends. And people did like, it was crazy. And it's just all that sort of stuff again, just kind of connects people back to your church. It kind of lets people know, hey, we're a part of the church. This is what we're doing. And it just gets your content out to a whole new audience of people that weren't even in the room right. if you just put your content out there for other people to share for you. Yep. And then we'll end on this. And we'll actually put all these points in the show notes after the show. So we'll have a on our webpage, um, we house all these blabs, and we're going to put all the notes uh, from Tim today. And we'll get it up on our website uh, and our blog. But finally, you said, keep the conversation going. You're going to have so many people coming in to see you at Easter. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do with it? 
Exactly. Keep the conversation going. So I think, you know, there's so many great resources out there that will help you kind of develop a content strategy or social media strategy for a church. But I think if you've got this incredible momentum coming up with Easter, tons of people there, you're putting your social media out there, you're doing all this work to get good stuff out there. Like, don't let it die on Monday. Jesus rose again on Sunday and he's still living today. So let's keep the social media going too. Like, yeah, right. But like, keep things going, keep the conversation going, give people content, give them stuff that they can share, let them know how they can connect and just like, see what works, experiment, try new things. Um, You know, Willow right now, like, because in churches, like, well, you have resources like this, but we have this woman who writes a daily devotional that we send out Mm -hmm. every single day. And it's just like, hey, even if that's like the only post we do, because I might forget to post every once in a while, mm-hmm. like we have some good content that's going out there and it's right. engaging people. It's keeping them connected. And it's yeah. just that that's that's how you win. So I'm just, you know, stay consistent. Use Easter as a platform to kick it off and, and just watch what God will because it could be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And Tim, thank you. That was yeah. I was so proud of anybody listening. You know, could take one or all those points and implement them in their church. And, and that's really why we want to be doing these labs every week is just to give our audience some practical uses in their church. And it might be social media one week. You know, it might be um, church PR the next. But, um, yep. you know, we'll have a creative director on next week. So he'll talk about that. But, man, awesome. thank you so much for, for yeah. sharing that and taking the time yeah. out to, to give back to our community. Glad to do it. Thanks for having me. And that's it for the show this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. You definitely want to check out the Blab Show live every Wednesday. After the interview, we do Q and A uh, with people who are tuning in. You can join on video or in the chat, ask questions of our guests. It's a really great time uh, to just really dive in to the advice being given. So we hope it's helpful for you, and we will see you next week. That Church Conference is the only digital communications conference for churches. Join us for the two-day conference September 20th and 21st in Atlanta. And for more intensive training, sign up for our workshop May 3rd in Chicago. Go to thatcc.com for more info.